Hey everyone, this is Jenny. For this episode of Hyphenated, we're taking you to one of my favorite places in the world, a comic book convention. Not only is this our first in-person episode, but it's also our first on-location episode, recorded live at the 2022 Latino Comics Expo in Long Beach, California. This was our first time trying anything like this, and we know the audio is a little different than usual since we were in the middle of a busy convention hall. So please bear with us. It starts off a little rough, but the sound improves soon after. Enjoy! We're rolling? Really? Okay, for real now. <laughs> Hi everyone, I'm Joanna. And I'm Jenny. And this is Hyphenated, the podcast about living in the hyphen. Now, this is a very, very different and special episode. Uh, first of all, Jenny and I are sitting next to each other for the first time <laughs> in Hyphenated history. Momentous occasion. But um, I'm sure you guys can hear in the background some bustling, some talking, some life. And it's because we aren't at Jenny's house or at my house, we are at a convention. We are recording this podcast from a convention. Yes, we are here at the Latino Comics Expo in Long Beach at the Museum of Latin American Art, known as MOLA. And this is also a very special occasion because it's Joanna's very first comic book convention. Yo, I was freaking out. I literally called Jenny in the morning and I'm like, um, yeah, what do I wear? <laughs> what well, do I Just wear like a, you know, geek t-shirt and some jeans. I was like, perfect. Uh, I just own that. And you were like, yeah, just wear some Converse and you're good. And actually, I'd say like 65% of the people here are wearing Converse. I feel like that those numbers are working in my favor. So this, this episode is going to be really interesting. We're actually going to be talking to more than one guest and we're going to be talking to them in person like looking at someone's face directly, which yes. is weird since the pandemic that we're going to be doing that. Uh, yes. <laughs> it's actually my first comic book convention since before the pandemic. So it's also a pretty big deal for me. We're going to have a lot of people coming to us today, but we have a very special guest sitting at the table with us right now at this very moment. Ricardo Padilla. You are the creator of this experience, of wow. this day. Wow. I mean, I mean this yeah. is a big deal. This is kind of your day. This is kind of like your birthday in a yes. way. Yes. It is. It is. In 10 years. So what what makes this comic book convention different than all other comic book conventions? Well, you know what? Um, we're really proud that we are the nation's largest gathering of Latino and Latina uh, comic book artists and creators. Uh, we've been able to create a safe space for creativity, literacy, and basically it started because when my kids were small, we would go to Comic-Con, go to these big conventions, and you would hardly see any Latina creators, no. any guys, Latino guys, maybe one here, one there. And my kids would be frustrated because, you know, I told them all the Aztec stories, all the, the Mayan princess folk tales. So when we go to shows, conventions, they would say, Daddy, you know, where are the Mayan princesses? Where are the Aztec stories? And I would look around and I would complain and finally they said you know what you better just do your own show mm -hmm. so that was kind oh, of yeah. that was kind of the birth of it and now 10 years later here we are so how many people on average have gone to this convention annually well you know what we kind of got a little jib with the COVID this is our first in-person show in a couple years but before this our last show we had about 80 artists from all over Latin America and we were averaging about, you know, 3,000, 3,500 guests over the weekend. Oh, my God. Oh, that is huge. So we're trying to build our momentum now back again. So 
Thank you to Mola for hosting us again. No, this is great. And so what goes into sort of putting this together? Like, I've been walking around. This is my first comic book convention, okay, Ricardo? This is like a big deal for me. <laughs> um, so I'm walking around and I'm seeing all these artists, all these comic books, everyone with very distinct styles, a lot of them, a lot of them with very specific cultural point of views. Um, a lot of uh, stuff that looks very Mexican, stuff that looks very Dominican. People really sort of digging their heels into their culture and having that be part of, of their visual aesthetic. Yeah. Yeah, you hit it right on the nail. That's what I love about our show is because, you know, I love Comic-Con too. Don't get me wrong, Comic-Con International, if you're listening. Yeah, of course. Comic-Con, this, this isn't about you. Okay, relax. Don't be pissed, okay? Exactly. <laughs> but, you know, you go to there and they've got, like, you know, Twilight. You know, they've got... It's very mainstream <laughs> Exactly. Stuff. Hunger Games. But here I like it because it's like the old days of, like, indie music, indie hip-hop. Yeah. But that's where you find the gold. Thank you. Obviously, I'm sitting here with a Marvel shirt on. <laughs> but I like to read more independent comics. Yes. You really, and that's how I feel about independent film as well. Like you find a lot of the most unique and original ideas and storylines and characters than you do in the mainstream exactly. stuff. And they try to be, first of all, too bland and too safe. Right, right. And not very representative. And right now I tell people we are really in the golden age, especially of Latin, Latino, Latina, comic books and animation. Yes. Every, everybody's focusing on Aztec culture, Mayan folklores, Lucha Libre. You know, lowrider culture, you know, personal stories, coming out stories, LGBTQ stories, all in comic book, graphic novel form. That's why I feel responsible. It's like, I got to get these stories out. My family helps me do it. Mola. It's the golden age of Latino comics right now. What do you think makes the comic format sort of a friendly invitation to have these like more complex conversations? Like, you know, you know, you have, you have like, I've, the first graphic novel I've ever I ever read was Mouse, oh, right? Yes, and Mouse yes. is, is basically about the Holocaust. Yes. It is like a horrific story, but it is told in such a beautifully yes. visual way. Yes, it still make you cry. It still make you cry, right? But it but it is it is it's this weird amalgam of a movie, a book, uh, and and a magazine all mixed into one. No, you're absolutely right, and especially like in Latino communities, we have like a fifty percent dropout rate. And what we notice, especially with literacy and young boys, very visual. Oh, yes. interesting. You need to see yourself in the story. You need to see stuff that'll interest you in reading. Or else by eight or nine years old, the little Latino boys, we yeah. lost them. But it makes sense. I mean, we both, we talk about it a lot, how we both have ADHD. I got diagnosed late. She got diagnosed younger. But for me, comics have always been, even as an adult, are just easier for me to digest oh, and so read. It's a gateway drug yes, to reading. Absolutely. It's a gateway drug to literacy. They should have had us doing book reports on comics back in the day. I like I, her. I, I like her. Yeah, it's true. But yeah. I, mean, I never thought of that. So, especially when, young readers, they need yeah, to see pictures. It makes and then, sense. But it when you said sense. literacy, I didn't even, I, it didn't click for me until you said it out loud that, that if, if you give a kid a book that is visually stimulating and has words attached to it you know 
maybe someone that feels a little overwhelmed when they open a book feels more welcome to be reading this type of content. And especially when they're in it, when they see themselves yeah. reflected. Oh, yeah, yeah. Saying, oh, this looks like my abuelita. Oh, this looks like my tío Pepe. Yeah. Or this is based in East LA, or this is based in the South Bronx. It's like, I want to read that. You know? Yeah. Well, it's like when I first saw um, Into the Spider-Verse with Miles Morales, it was so freaking cool we to were see crying that an Afro-Latino talking Spanglish with his mom. I think we've influenced them. I'll be honest with you, because we've been doing it for 10 years, and now all of a sudden... <laughs> Uh, throw us a bone over here, but uh, <laughs> I've been noticing everybody's got a little diversity. Got oh, little, God, oh, now they're starting you know, to do it. Whatever we can do to expand, because especially in our community, people are hungry for it. Yeah, no, you definitely. Know, from the OGs to the young people, they really love being seen. And you know what's yeah. interesting is, is there's this concept of magical realism, realismo magico, right? This sort of... Um, exaggerated magical version of of life and that is very much what i've seen today in in all the books i've i've been looking at it i think graphic novels are like very naturally latino in culture it's a natural thing and it's that's a natural why, connection yeah that's why i always tell people i only read latino comics i'm sorry <laughs> I mean, and it's also something where it's like Latino geeks have been around forever. We're like super nerdy and very into the macabre and horror and superheroes. We're definitely into goth. We're into goth. We're not represented that way we're in into mainstream Morrison. though. <laughs> but uh, look at everybody it's here. It. And even when I go to the comic cons and stuff, I see a lot of Latinos. No, that's why I'm so proud that we have a safe space. It's like, yes. you can be BIPOC, you can be whatever, you can be a nerd. This is the spot for you, the Latino Comics Expo. Yeah. Hell yeah. In the moment I walked in, I felt so welcomed. And so, yeah, like, we, yeah. we very much belong here. Hyphenated people. <laughs> and My the amount of people <laughs> we've talked to, and we're so excited to continue on the conversation with some remarkable artists that you've brought together today, Ricardo. Thank you so much You're for inviting us. You're doing something very important. Yes. And you know, I know you know that, but it's good to hear it. Well, thank you so much yeah. for, for your support. It means a lot. Thank you. Ricardo, yeah. thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> Okay, guys, we have another incredible, wonderful, very talented person joining us at our table. Caden Phoenix, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Um, so you are the founder of Phoenix Studios. You're creator of a series of, of female forward superheroes, right? Yes. We're really excited to talk to you today because, first of all, you are like us. You are a uh, female in a generally male-dominated world mm -hmm. um and you're a badass and we like to yeah. consider ourselves badasses a little bit sometimes sometimes you know, sometimes i don't know <laughs> it's true you are. um but you're a filmmaker that sort of came yes. into this world of yes. comics yes what was that transition what made you transition so everybody asked me so i wrote out a feature-length screenplay of jalisco and i shot a, a, sizzle, so a short film and i showed people because my whole my ammo, and it's still my mission objective, is to get um, a movie on the big screen. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Because we don't have Latina superheroes yep. still yep. Uh, as our origin story feature length, you know, feature yeah. movie. Uh, yeah. And so I was, I was like, great, let me do a screenplay. Let me do a short film so I can show them the tone, blah, blah, yeah. blah. And everybody I showed, they're like, where's the comic? And every single time I was like, no. And they're like, where's the comic? And every time I was like, no, because I don't read comics and I can't say that anymore. But <laughs> I, I did not in 2019 and prior and so it was no 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 and then it was like okay truth by consensus is like everybody thinks there's a comic of Jalisco there should be a comic of Jalisco and this is Jalisco That's, tell us a little bit about Jalisco Jalisco dances Locorico which is Mexican dance and oh, the blades yeah. come out of her dress so she can deflect bullets or she goes like that and they shoot out as well oh my Killer. god and someone is walking around 
Yes. The expo right now, cosplaying. Yeah. So she has little fake blades, which is really cool. She has so her cool. Uh, it dress. was a fantastic cosplay. Yes. I'm very excited. I'm very happy. I didn't know she was coming. I didn't know her until she <laughs> oh came to my, my table. Oh my gosh. So, yes. so this is sort of like, it's storyboarding a movie. Yeah, it's really the same thing. Like instead of saying I'm a producer, this one I'm an editor. That's like the equivalent of the uh, word. So like same thing, I'm HR, I'm, you know, accounting, I pay people, I fire people, you know, I'm everything. Yeah. Um, I do this very horrible storyboard. So very scary stick figures of all my characters. <laughs> but you know, like the black dress, because my mom knows what to go to go and she had a black dress. My grandma's the heli, so it's all parts that I like. And then, yes. you know, different palettes, like everything makes sense. Or for me, it makes sense in my mind. I was like, okay, let me relate to the artist so that they can understand it as well. Right. I was like that with my film because I was an actor turned filmmaker. And people are always going to tell you, oh, you can't. You can't transition. You got to be like an You should have been making films since you were five. I don't know. Like, like you should have, yep. like, you know, or you should have been into comics since you were that doesn't invalidate you mm -hmm. in any way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, it's important to see that, that you can, how you can transition different mediums mm -hmm. and it's never too late. Correct. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a pivot. The way I said, like, it's still storytelling instead yeah. of moving frames, yes. they're just stills, right? Mm -hmm. You only get one shot as a director. You can't do coverage. You're like, okay, it has to be a medium. So it has to be a wide that's establishing. Which is so it's it works as directing as well. Like I still use everything that I know yeah. from writing and directing in this. Yeah, that's really freaking badass. That's yeah. actually very smart. <laughs> so what made you sort of lean into finding different characters that represent different people? Like this o sea, Bandita is Dominican yeah, from New York. Like you decided to, to represent people outside of your own culture. Yes, it's important, honestly. Yes. Like she's an Afro-Latina and I only had five superheroes, so I couldn't cover everyone. Like there's no Southern Americans, unfortunately. That's my volume two. There's gonna be more origin stories of other Ooh. superheroes. But with you know, within my five that I could that I knew little things about them. Like my New Yorker, I grew up watching Western movies, Supernatural is the, the Loquita one mm -hmm. because my family loved scaring me when I was small with ghost stories. And I was like, great, I can do that. So they all have little parts of me in it. Yes, oh, that's yeah, the Afro-Latino, it's just important. It's Dominican. We don't see curly hair. We don't ever see anything, no. you know, in that regard, which no. is unfortunate in media or TV or... Absolutely, film. yeah. What do you think has been stopping this us from being portrayed in this way? What is the status quo, right? Like holding the status quo, but it's also like, if you think of Marvel and DC, what superheroes do we have that are Latina? We barely had America Chavez that came out a few years ago, and yeah. she's a Doctor Strange, which is great. She still doesn't have a Santa logo. No, uh, no. What else do we have? That's female. I know, I draw, I draw a complete blank. No, I know, but that's the whole point. It's like, it's we terrible. don't have a, we don't have anybody to be like, oh, how about this one, how about this one? We don't. No, in the no. independent comic world, we kind of do. We have three, which is better than zero. But yes, we just don't have it. No. It's interesting because I, I was talking to a friend of mine who works at Marvel, and they were like, oh man, we were looking for a Latina superhero, and there's none that is originally Latina. We have to take an existing superhero yes. and add that element to it. But what I love about your characters is that their identity is in completely implicado in what their superpower is or what the big bad is. Correct. It isn't just an added layer. It is the absolute essence of who they are. Thank you. And I think that makes it incredibly, incredibly special. Thank you. And then the extra added thing is that they're all Latino artists, which is also like, I named it on the panel. Oh, yeah. I say name a Latino artist and I wait and nobody answers. Oh. And then I say name a female artist and I wait, right? I made it simpler. <laughs> and right? it's still silence? Yeah. I mean, I can say Jen Bartel. That's the only one I can name, which is unfortunate because I'm in comics now. Um, but yeah. 
I can only name one girl, and that's it. And so you, it's just like, we just don't exist, right? It's not no. even erasure. We just don't even exist in the first place. But I'm like, there's four artists here. There's four artists in every single one of these books. The artwork is beautiful. And I love yeah. that you're hiring Latinas. Thank you. And that is that is how this should work. Yes. You know, just more of us creating and, and hiring. And then you keep giving the ladder to the next person. Thank you. Yep. Turn um, it back around. Bring them in. For yeah. anyone out there, yes. you know, that is new to this world or that doesn't yes. know much about this world. What would you tell them? Especially to other filmmakers who want to yeah. bring their stuff to comics. Okay, so for filmmakers, uh, absolutely, you can trans, it's very easy to pivot, honestly, it's still storytelling. You just have to learn, you know, instead of saying you need an actor, a percentage, a gaffer, et cetera, you need your pencil, ink, color, letter. And it's all researchable. I learned it all online. Like nobody taught me yes. anything. And so, you know, and just research. That's my thing for everybody is just research it. Like no, know who the greats are because I had to start reading comics. I was like, oh, I looked it up, the top 10 on YouTube of the best comics. Yeah, right? and everyone it's says, all there. It's literally just Alan Moore, right? It's The Killing Joke, it's Watchmen, it's Be Permitted, it's anything Alan Moore did, which oh. is just odd. But uh, but I was like, great, let me read them. And so Watchmen are three by three. So three panels across and three panels down. So this was my first one, like these are four by fours. So four across and four down on every single page. This is before we got like creative. But technically should have been four oh. by four on all of them. And so, you know, you kind of learn, you learn the basics that you can learn and expand and, and grow from there. Damn. <laughs> I am inspired as hell. Jenny's going to go and start drawing. <laughs> Yay, okay. And like you, I'm not an artist, you know, and I'm currently working on bringing my characters from my internet universe to animation. Cool. And it's, it, it is that weird thing of like, I'm not an artist. And cool. back then, animation was an artist medium. And I grew up thinking there's no way I could ever work in animation. I don't draw. Yeah. That's bullshit. Yeah. There's like, there's... There's ways. There's to... more as like in animation. It's like there's board uh, forward shows, which is artist forward shows, yes. and then there's writer forward shows. It, it's the same here. You're the writer and and the creator of this. Got the artist, and you got the artist to, to fill in the gaps. No, they're amazingly better. My scary stick figures would have scared everybody away. <laughs> You're much better off, honestly. Yeah, and and I'm glad we're talking about this because, you know, the more people know, the more likely younger folks who are trying to figure themselves out can. Oh, I can do this. Absolutely. I didn't think I could. It becomes yeah. an option. Absolutely. It becomes yeah. an option that they didn't know they had. Correct. Well, all those yeah. little girls that dressed up today yeah. and came up to your booth, they know. They know. Yes, they know. They know. So we already did good. I like I already like I already went went above and over like what I thought, right? Because I already yes. was like this one little girl is a superhero in her mind. Like I'm done, right? Yeah. yeah. I would say a lot more little girls, but like it's just like I accomplished it already. Yeah. Now now she's a superhero. Well, thank you so well, much yeah. for thank joining you. us. And I think next me. time we see you, maybe next year you're gonna already be telling us about the movie you're making. Okay. That's the dream. Yes, or TV show. I'll take or anything TV right show. now. Oh, yeah. And if you need no, a yeah. PA, you know, me and Jenny we're really good PAs. We'd love to be on set. You're a good PA. I'm a good PA. <laughs> no, I'm a terrible PA. What the hell am I talking about? Terrible production assistant. You can be my bad first AD. Okay, perfect. Okay, go. perfect. There we go. <laughs> We got a good upgrade. <laughs> okay, next we have Javier Hernandez. Um, he is the co-founder of this wonderful expo and a, a comic book artist himself. And but, a cartoonist. And a cartoonist. And, you know, one of the things that you said as you were sitting down next to us is that you're an educator. And yes. I am so interested in how you teach what you do. Like if, if right now, like I, I, I'm terrible at drawing. I am sort of a storyteller, but like if you were to give me a few pointers on how to start out in this world, what would you say? What are some of the most important things? 
Well, I love walking into the class and because you always have the students. Hey, Mister, I can't draw. Yeah, like you were I'm telling sure. me. Yeah. But I go, okay, I can't draw. You say you like telling stories. Yeah, you like talking to people. You like expressing yourself. They go, yeah, okay. Well, a comic is expressing yourself, but it's through pictures. So you can do stick figures to tell a story. Like, don't compare yourself to me. You know, I've been doing this forever. I'm that a looks so good. That yeah, is yeah. So dumb. Well, I don't want to tell intimidate the kids, but I said, don't worry about drawing yeah, like me. Yeah. Draw a stick figure. Think of a story. Like, I don't know, what happened to you today? Well, I woke up, I got out of bed, I went downstairs and poured a bowl of cereal. Yeah. I go, can you draw a stick figure in the bed? Lying down, you know, box with and they go, yeah. So I just walk them through it. And like, and then you got up, you just draw the stick figure standing up. They're like, I can do that. And then I try to encourage them, well, you know what, let's go beyond stick figure. Let's make the figure a little more, uh, you know, with volume and such, whatever. Yeah. So I walk him through it, and the next thing you know, we finish a one-page comic. And I'm like, look, you just made a comic. So at the end, you're like, do you have a story to tell? Yeah, every, and everybody does. Yes. Because you're always talking. I'm sure you kids are on the, texting your friends. That's a story. All I'm asking you is to do a story on paper with a pencil. We're not even going to spend a lot of money. How much is a paper and pencil? Maybe 50 cents. Yeah. So I try to make the kids not, don't get intimidated by all this professional work. Yeah. You know, we're not asking you to make Titanic, a million, $10 million movie. Yeah. So I always try to bring it down to their level and then uh, now let's get to it. Okay. And you know, the other students, you know, hey, no one judge anybody else's art, you know, and don't compare yourself to me or some other professional. Because everyone has their own style. So it's exactly. about discovering their own style. I like to stick, I mean, it's true. Like you start with that to learn how to tell the story. Right. And also what's always fascinated me about, I have a couple friends who are comic book artists and I see the panels and the frames right. and I'm just like, that's a whole other technique on its own when it comes to writing. It is. Because you have to know, I'm gonna make a specific frame of this and that, you know what I mean? Right. So how do you explain that? Yeah, I, I, again, it goes back to, okay, what's your story? Uh -huh. I'm in, I'm sleeping, I woke up. So that could be two images. Yes. You're sleeping, you're on the bed, the character's sideways, uh -huh. and now they get up. So now let's just draw them bending up or standing up. Yes. So there's your two panels in the bed, standing up. Like, so you've already done panel one and two. Yes. And I go, we're almost, we're almost halfway through, we're only doing a one-page comic. So I always want to try to reassure them, no, you're not going to do a 80-page book <laughs> yeah. in a one-hour class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's all about encouraging them to express themselves but then we're going to do it through a visual medium drawing. And then it's like you're kind of holding your hand like, okay, don't worry. You got two done. I always do that. Like, oh, we got three done. We've probably got three more panels. So we're halfway done. Your first ever comic. And then they're like, oh, if I stick with it, I'll have a comic at the end of this hour. So if I stick figure with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My jokes are not on point. <laughs> no, no, that's very on point. I'm going to steal that in this class. <laughs> so wait, I'm looking at this comic and this yes. looks like a zombie Maria explain this to me yeah no zombie yeah. mariachi Aztec is this zombie. a zombie mariachi Aztec, yeah because he's it's a, it's about a young man Diego de la Muerte he's yes. born on day of the dead like yes. of course he's gonna be called that on his 21st birthday he gets killed in a car accident and then he ends up being resurrected by the Aztec god of death oh my god stop so I got Aztec mythology uh day of the dead folklore uh Mexican culture supernatural elements oh, we love it's everything you guys Latinos love. Latinos love this. Dude, right. you know it's crazy? I said this earlier, that like magical realism is very Latino and, and yep. that is very much what, what we see here in right. comics. But I I had sort of 
and this is probably incredibly obvious to everyone, but it just clicked for me. The whole iconography of the Aztec gods and like the the Dia de los Muertos, the connection to the macabre, dead. It's very macabre. It's a, it's super. It's like superhero gasolina. It is like it's perfectly made for comics. It's perfectly yes. made for comics. The fact that Latinos are like breaking into this industry is amazing. But the fact that we we haven't dominated it at a hundred percent is like surprising. They're not really they're not really targeting the nerds that most of us are. The, the and when I say nerds, you know what I mean. Like we're, we're like we are into this shit. We Hardcore. love all our comics or movies or games. Every I go to it is majority Latinos for anything, whether it's zombies, horror, Star Wars, action, romance, all of it. And we're the ones putting in uh, most of the money in the in the movie theaters yeah, when it comes are. to these, you yeah. know what I mean? We but love- that we don't see each other, we don't see ourselves represented as much in these mediums of mainstream. Which gets us to your next question you're going to ask me. So why did you create the expo? That's yeah, the exact why did you create the expo? <laughs> Thank you. No, that because you're totally getting that point. Yeah. Is we wanted to create, me and Ricardo, give a platform for all the artists that we knew at the time. Writers, artists, cartoonists, web design, whatever you want to call it. To give them a platform to have their place to display their work. Yes. And it gives the audience, like you, people who want to read these books. Yeah. Well, come to the Latino Comics Expo because they're all, that's all you're going to find here. Whereas you go to Comic-Con, WonderCon, whatever. Yeah, you might find a few Latinos doing stuff that you like. So here's a one-stop shopping experience uh, for the audience. And then, of course, a platform for the creators. Yeah, this is incredible. I mean, a zombie mariachi dude is like, that is a pretty (laughs) badass, This is the right place to talk about this. And I'm a big fan of The Crow. And I know that that's targeting, like, Crow fans. What's a Crow? What's the Crow? The Crow movie with Brandon Lee. It's 20 years now? 25 years? Wow. I'm really bad at all things. Well, it, it, it's a cult film. It's a great film. But like she was saying earlier, yeah. people just love supernatural. They love gothic elements. Yes. yes. This is a guy who comes back from the dead. He's very popular with women. Women love this. These old yeah. gothic dead guys, I guess. I like his look a lot. The mariachi suit. It's very iconic. There <laughs> we go. Got a lot of female fans. I appreciate that. This yeah. two-dimensional man is three-dimensional in my heart. He Folks, is a these women are guy. digging these comics. <laughs> no, for real. Like, he's... I, I love... His entire look. This is like my type entirely. Oh my god, it kind of looks like your husband. <laughs> Jenny, kind of looks like your husband. Kind of does, yeah, my, yeah, actually. So your <laughs> husband still has his heart in his chest. My husband, his was true. ripped out. That's true. Well, but she might have it in her hand. But, but he's super, he's super into comics. I mean, he's Latino, and so like this is the kind of stuff we love to read because I'm more into independent everything. And yeah. I don't mean to sound like a hipster. No. Like, indie comics are where it's at. Most of the people here, they do their work independently yes. or through a small publisher. Like, Which is great. Yeah, and that's like, why it's so authentic. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> that's usually the, well, this the is, way to go. This is incredible. Um, what if, if I'm, I'm a newbie, okay? I'm okay. a newbie. Okay. I'm, I'm sort of new into this world. This has been my first foray into comic books. Wow. Um, yeah, that's, it's very exciting. Well, I'm glad you're here. Um, <laughs> what... What do you have to say to me, like someone who is who is starting her journey reading these these oh. um, remarkable books? Right. Um, what should I keep in mind, and what should I look to read? Okay, well, I'll see. This is simple. I probably know the answer. You like movies. I'm sure you like uh, streaming shows. Yes. You probably like TV shows, probably cartoons, maybe video games. All that. Okay, so mm-hmm. it's the same thing. It's a vi- <laughs> it's a visual story. 
Yeah. It's, you know, this is word. These are words and pictures. So you, get, you usually visualize it like a movie before your eyes. Yeah. yeah. So for you, you're a consumer. You like stories. It's just a story. Yes. Like any of these comics, they're just stories. Like your Netflix shows you like, like your movies you like. But you know what I love about this though? Is this is you and you only. Yeah. And you made this and you don't have people telling you not to not to put this and not to right, put that. No, no, right. And not That's to filter this and not to filter that. Right. You don't have someone with a different perspective, maybe being the camera person that's involved in it. Right. You are the cameraman, the the I'm the makeup writer, lady, I'm the, the wardrobe person, I'm, I'm the script girl, I'm the, I'm the caterer for myself. <laughs> yes, no. So you're getting hundred percent in my case, because I, I a lot of writers, sometimes there's a writer, artist on a book, whatever, a letter. Yeah, I'm a cartoonist. Everything in here, I wrote, drew, created, colored. So you're getting 100% my vision. Mm -hmm. It's like yes. I sat you down for an hour and let me tell you a story about El Muerto. And, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. But I can't do that. I got too many people I gotta <laughs> talk to, but you can read the comic. But yeah, 100% my vision. And it's just a story like any other story you like to consume. And as an it. educator, what has been your proudest moment with any, like, is there a specific student, any like moment that you want to share with us? You know, in, t in teaching a class, you got 20, 30 kids sometimes, and you're always talking, they're talking, you're showing stuff. And then at one point I realized, oh crap, it's been 10 minutes and the room is dead silent and all these kids are hunched over and they're just drawing and working. And it's like, that's the sound of creation. Yeah. That's probably my favorite time in the club. Not because I want the kids quiet. Like <laughs> they're engaged in their they're storytelling. Really they don't need any feedback from me. They don't have any more questions. They're it's creating. like that little girl, she's creating a story. That guy's creating his first. So that's probably my favorite. Oh, that's so cool. That's, that's so, it's all Zen. Not to get all Zen about oh, it. But. Sure. But I mean, we're in California. Let's it, get it's Zen. It's very bro, spiritual. You know? yeah. it, it is. is. It is. And you know, I'm still getting paid as they're by not talking because they're <laughs> sorry, yes, boss. Yes, you, uh, yes, yes. Well, no, thank you awesome. so much for joining us and for inviting us to this expo. I mean, yeah. this has been remarkable. Oh, you're very welcome, and thanks for inviting me and my expo to come talk to you guys about <laughs> comics. There's so many layers to this invitation, bro. Our listeners are gonna love it. Thank you, listeners, and thank you guys for having me. Thank yes, you so much. thank you. Sure, sure. <laughs> Well, Jenny, we had a very fun time here. This is the first time we record in person. Yes. And this, it, I have to say, it was a lot. We were also surrounded by like hundreds of people. <laughs> we went from like doing Zoom to the this, opposite. Which is... <laughs> which is a lot, but it was yeah. remarkable. Yeah. I mean, I think one of the biggest takeaways for me is how much our culture is just geared towards this world. And the big through line is that if you don't see yourself, make it yourself. Make it yourself. Whether it's a comic book, whether it's uh, a script, or even a convention, an expo. Yes. Uh, girl, you were tying it all together so perfectly. I did, like in a little bow, but I don't know how to tie bows very well. But maybe verbally, verbally perhaps. Tie it up very well. I hope you enjoyed our first in-person, on-location live recording of a hyphenated episode. We still have one more interview recorded at the convention that we will release separately with the legendary Hernandez brothers, creators of influential Love and Rockets, one of the first alternative comic books ever released. So stay tuned for that.